0: Welcome to Blue Collar Cigar. I'm Andy. Hey, I'm Ben. Thank you for joining us today. Ben, why are we here as Blue Collar Cigar?
1: Hey, Blue Collar Cigar, we want you guys to have a lot of fun, and we want to find cigars that are blue color, and that means work hard for you, because we know that you're
0: working hard. Now, if you listen to our past episode, you might call bullcrap on that, because <laughs> <laughs> last week we had the treat yourself. You got to treat episode. yourself every once in a while. That was not a Blue Collar Cigar that either of us had.
1: That was not. That was uh, getting home from the uh, from a hard day's work and throwing out a suit. Oh every once in a while goodness. you get to do it. Just feeling a little fancy. Yeah. Just because. <laughs> now,
0: Ben, I'm going to make you eat crow. Because you made a comment a few episodes back that I think you're about to have to backpedal on. I think I know where you're going, and I'm about to eat crow, yes. So a few episodes back when we were doing the uh, Florida San André by Rocky Patel, you made the comment, pound for pound, this punches out its weight class. It's 575. We can't believe this. And it does. It does. But, Ben, (laughs) I've recently heard you say, because you bought a whole box of them. I did. You're like, this might be my new consistent smoke. This is it. And it's only... It's only five bucks. It's only five bucks. (laughs) And and hear me. Tell me there's a better consistent smoke for five bucks out there. Man. And I think that's the key, because there's a few that I would argue have some of the most consistent smokes that I've had personally, but they're not $5. Yep. Right. What are we smoking today, Ben? Today we are smoking the CAO Brasilia Gold,
1: and that's in the Robusto Extra. That's a 5x56 size. It is a
0: perfect little cigar. Now here's what's interesting, and this harkens back to what we talked about with the Ave Maria Ark of the Covenant in Episode 1. Something that Ave Maria does and CAO does with this set is they name each size something different? Mm-hmm. So this is the goal. But what I like that Cao does that I kind of wish I've had done, yes, is they also give the common size name next to it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Ben, can you remind us again why is it that they might name sizes different? Because the the bigger a cigar gets, the
1: filler to wrapper ratio changes, or smaller the cigar gets, the same way. And so the actual flavor profile will change. So, for example, if you had this in a Lancero, your wrapper ratio is going to be far higher than if you had this in a Gordo or if you had this in whatever ratio it is. And so the flavor profile will change. So some cigar companies just say, hey, each
0: cigar gets its own name. Yeah, which is super interesting when you think of it then. Um, Cigars that are done in like a petite size size. You're actually leaning heavier into the filler, yeah, than into the wrapper because typically those are going to have a higher gauge, yeah, as opposed to like you said, a, a Lancero or something like. I would argue even even a Robusto, a standard Robusto, yeah. you get decent wrapper, right? Medium filler, yeah, and you're kind of getting a blend of them. Now, then you know I'm one for backstories. You are and one so for backstories. When uh, first off, if you have not seen this stick before. The branding on it is awesome. Beautiful. It really, really looks cool. Um, I, I'm a big fan of international soccer. Uh, I enjoyed when the World Cup was in Brazil, and so I look at this, and I'm just like, this screams, like, national pride and festivity. It, doesn't it? I love it. So, story behind this. Uh, there have been places, and still are, where... Premium tobacco is produced. However, they kind of get the rough draw. They uh, do. We've talked about Sumatra before. That's all I was going to say. One of them is Indonesia, where premium tobacco can come from there, but it, it often kind of gets typecast as, oh, this is not where you would really get good cigar tobacco from. That was the case with Brazil for a while. And so uh, I went ahead and did some research, and there's some quotes here from when CAO was first looking to make this. Uh, The idea of calling it Brasilia scared people who consulted with CAO, and many warned the company against such a name. Quote, most of the traditional tobacco dealers told me, I wouldn't say it's Brazilian, says Tim Ogin, vice president of CAO. A lot of people didn't promote the fact that they used Brazilian tobacco. Now, here's the funny thing. And this is just, I I think it's a testament to when you know you have something good, Mm -hmm. you kind of say, screw it, I'm going to go with my gut. Yeah. So even though a lot of these guys are telling him, hey, it's good tobacco, but you probably don't want to want to really broadcast the idea of where it came from. They didn't want to associate. Yeah. They lean. He leans the opposite. <laughs> he ignores the warning. He went full guns with the Brazil name and theme. Each box is resplendent in the distinctive green, yellow, and blue of the Brazilian flag. The Honduran-made cigars are finished with the leaf of arapic. Oh, here it is again. Ah, 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 so, yes. I want to say arapica like the coffee, but yeah. that's not it. The uh, Arapiraca, Arapiraca, a Arapiraca <laughs> tobacco that gives the cigar a fuller body than other CAOs. It's one of the company's best selling brands, which I think that's a testament to uh, the cigar community at large, yeah. which is cigar smokers, just want good smoke. That's it. And, and so like outside of stigmas that some people may have, like if the smoke is good, location be damned yeah exactly nailed it so uh ben what are you getting when you're smelling this thing because admittedly from the moment you walked in here today you've had this thing on your nose nonstop. i have i keep pulling it out of the wrapper
1: this to me has uh a lot of basement basement basementy vibes basement and cocoa yeah yeah. yeah a lot of like funk earth cocoa I, which when i smell this combination 90 percent chance i'm gonna love it oh yeah
0: this which is funny because people who have been listening to these episodes i think they know your wheelhouse to be the caldwell distinct and yes. aggressive and so some people would assume that you don't like the leathery full-bodied medium oh, i love them
1: i love them
0: I would argue this is where Ben is a true medium-bodied cigar fan, because where I want something that's going to be a little overpowering, Ben just wants balance. Yes, I want either balance
1: or high,
0: high drama. Yes. So for me, when I'm smelling this thing, I'm getting just tons of leather. Yeah. Warm leather. Uh, I'm getting even like notes of dried out leather. This is to me. This is just like. You know, you're, you're in a, I don't know, what, a cobbler shop. like, it's like <laughs> uh, And then I'm also just getting a ton of earthy notes. Uh, yeah. and, and by that, I mean, like, for me, I'm getting, like, soil that's shaded in a warm tropic zone. So it's just tons of rich scents coming out here. This reminds me of when... I So I worked on a ranch uh, for a little while, and it reminds
1: me of that smell. I mean, you've got your... Everyone's got their boots on, you're outside, you're stepping over cow manure, it's it's these kind of smells. And again, you might be thinking, oh, that sounds disgusting, Ben. But every time I smell these smells, I pretty much love this cigar.
0: There you go. All right, well, hey, let's get into this. So if we're lighting up here, and we're getting into the first, I know you're lighting yours. For me, dude, I'm like, I'm getting oil. Mm-hmm. Nailed uh, it. Nailed it. And like, to some degree, I'm getting oily leather, but honestly, I'm even just getting some straight, like, uh, this might sound bad, like almost like motor oil. Just like, it's just thick, it's pungent. Um, I'm getting some espresso, but I don't think it's like brewed espresso. This is like, if you take an espresso bean, uh, again, it's just like, it's glossy, it's potent. Uh, Yeah, dude, this is... Yeah, this is just like oil, leather, espresso bean.
1: I'm with you until the motor oil, and that that kind of threw me off a little bit. But yes, everything else you said, and might I say, the thing that's so great about this cigar is the smoke output. Yes. The smoke
0: output is fire. And that's, I think that to me was one of the big indicators when I smoked this a second time, because when I smoked at your house, the smoke output was not great. Yeah. Where here it's just... Thick and lingers. Yeah.
1: So the the first time Andy smoked this cigar, he was at my house, and I think I might have given him a, a dried out cigar. I got a little excited when they were shipped to me, and so he wasn't a huge fan of it, and I was shocked because this is such a him cigar that uh, that I gave him another one. He said it in his his humidor,
0: and then Andy. Oh, it's awesome, and you loved it. And here's what I wonder, Ben. I wonder if cigars that are heavier on like the oil side are more dependent on your humidity. Ooh, that's a good point. Cause we've had a few, like, especially your, your cigars that, that lie more in like the pepper flavor range mm-hmm. that I would argue you can smoke them a little dry. And other than, other than like, you don't want them to fall apart. Yeah. It's more of an annoyance, less of a factor where this, I mean, again, if you held the, those two side by side with no band on them, I would assume they're a different cigar.
1: Yeah, right yeah.
0: as opposed to humidified. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, I'm super excited. We've talked multiple times about this Cigar 101. Uh, and and I, I feel like it's fairly well timed as we've been getting into kind of where different tobaccos come from. We've alluded to this. So our Cigar 101 today is how did political relations with the US and Cuba affect cigar companies? I think many of us are familiar with uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis and the (laughs) Trade Embargo. And for me, I've never actually let the connection uh, form between the Trade Embargo and the fact that there are tobacco companies that are from Cuba that I see in my local humidors. Yeah, yep, yep. Right? And so I, I always associated Cuban cigars as the actual stick and not the company themselves. There are Cuban cigar companies that we have been able to buy here really since, what, the 60s, 70s? Why is that, Ben? Uh,
1: It's because you went, when Fidel Castro took over, you had a bunch of these brands, or the heads of brands, leave Cuba. And so they did their best, and they actually went into American courts to keep their brand name. And so they had to fight. Uh, not only the Cuban government, but they had to fight in the countries they were trying to sell to to keep their brand
0: alive, to keep what they deemed um, their cigars and and their quality alive. And here's what's wild, guys. So uh, Fidel takes over, and one of the big things he implements is that essentially the state runs everything, and that includes many tobacco companies. So literally if you are, and we're not talking about minor companies you haven't heard of, we're talking about Monte Cristo. Roma We're talking Giulietta. about Romeo and We're talking about H. Upman. We're talking about, like, Cohiba. Yeah. We're talking about, like, these staples that I would argue some non-cigar people would have recognized the names of. Oh, yeah. And just like that, ownership of the company is gone. And so if you're some of these guys like Mendez and others, like, you're kind of just SOL. Oh, yeah. And so you're forced to, because of time restrictions, knowing that eventually travels can be banned... Not only are you losing your company, but you're forced to kind of pack up and go on a whim. Which is why, then, we get these cigars now that have Cuban seed mm-hmm. that are not grown in Cuba. Now, the interesting part about that is,
1: why can't they, or why couldn't uh-huh. they, in Cuba, imported it
0: to Nicaragua, rolled it in Nicaragua, and sold it in America? There you go. Because of the embargo they were not allowed to sell any cigars that had Cuban tobacco in it because it would go against the embargo. So they had to grow tobacco that was as close to the original as they could get it so that they could sell it in the United States. And that's why you take Cuban seed, you grow it in Nicaragua, there's sections of Brazil, there's sections of Honduras that all have Cuban seed strands. Yep. But because they were grown there, they could turn around and sell them. Now, here's the ultimate in my opinion, just kicking the nuts. The Cuban government takes over these companies. The Cuban government then sells the rights to these companies to international organizations. So you have major corporations selling Cohiba, Monte Cristo, H. Upman in the U.S. None of it is actually Cuban-grown tobacco, but the average consumer doesn't know that. Yeah. So the markup stays the same, Ben. Yeah. Which is what's wild. So you have people buying what they assume are Cuban brand cigars, <laughs> but they're not. No, no, no. And so what Mendez and them do is they go and fight, like you said, in court to get the name Monte Cristo back. And the reason that was huge is it set a precedent then mm-hmm. that they could reclaim those companies that were taken away by the Cuban government. And so then, you see where they end up, um, Monte Cristo ends up buying H. Upman, and they use their factories to produce, and Cohiba takes theirs back, and all this.
1: Now, for most of our listeners, Andy, this is true, that you cannot go and actively buy Cuban. However, However we've recently got some international listeners. Uh, what's up, Germany? What's up, Switzerland? What is up? <laughs> so come on, guys, man. So you guys have active access to Cuban cigars, and we don't because you guys don't have an embargo. Apparently, I looked this up. They are stupidly expensive all the way over there, yeah. and I get it. So uh, hey, we're still blue-collar cigars. So
0: <laughs> but Ben, you also, when you were doing your research, noticed what's one of the most? Uh, I don't know if you want to say knocked off or imitated products. So one of the most imitated things on the earth, one of the most knocked off
1: things on the earth, is Cuban cigars, and. Uh, My wife and I last year, uh, pre-COVID, got to go to uh, Mexico. And you will notice everyone is selling, quote-unquote, Cuban cigars. And then you have to look up and realize, nope, the band doesn't have a hologram, so that means it's false. Or this doesn't have this X amount of squares across it, or whatever. And you can look up, and again, I'm sure they're fine cigars, but they're not Cuban. So if you see someone selling Cuban
0: cigars... Do, do 30 seconds of Google research, yep. and, and you can figure it out pretty quickly. And half the time, that's just it. The branding may seem the same, but there will be slight differences in it. That'll be great, uh, good giveaways. The other is, if you know somebody who's able, like you said, Ben, to travel international and knows where they're getting them from. Yeah. Other than that, which is part of why I think, you know, people that, that will pay a handling fee mm-hmm. because they're like, at least I know what I'm getting.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're positive, and again... If you have the chance to smoke a Cuban cigar, do it. it it's a cool experience. You know, you're, you're smoking the, the
0: motherland of, yeah. of cigars. But here's what's so cool, Ben. I'll, I'll wrap up our Cigar one-on-one with this. Is a lot of what we get to benefit from now all harkens back to this. Because when those guys had to leave and took the seed with them, they didn't just go to one location. Yeah, well, a lot yeah. went to Nicaragua. Some went to Honduras. Some went to Brazil. And they brought the seed with them. And they realized that a lot of those climate zones were conducive to growth. Oh. And so now you have all these, what you would call essentially hybrid strands that took off. And it's why Nicaragua has become such a center today.
1: And and again, I think that the cigar smoker, even if the embargo is over tomorrow and and it, it is in some sense and it's not in others because of branding issues and all that kind of stuff. Right. Even if it's all over, the cigar smoker still wins because... We got all this variety now that we wouldn't have had before that. All right, Andy, we're, we're to the second, third, you, you tell me. What, what, what you getting with this from this guy? Well, I'm happy right now. That's <laughs> what I am. I'm happy.
0: Uh, it's like this is hit full medium flavor right now for yep. me. So it's it's filled in. Um, honestly, I'm almost getting like a, I'm getting a little bit of sweetness in terms of like mm-hmm. toast right um, but more than anything it's almost starting to be like a um, did you ever, you ever play baseball yeah so you get your you get your mitt you oil it up, you tie it up you get on your bed and you're basically trying to like break it in oh yeah and there's that point where you realize like the oils have taken into the leather and it's starting to really get flexible and mm-hmm. then that, that's what I'm starting to get here oh, yeah yeah like it's just oh a lot of leather some
1: earth, some I, I would say yeah, I, I agree with you some sweetness and it's, it's a it's a nice sweetness too. Yes. It's not overpowering, but it's just kind of a nice nice thing in the background. I for the for the first time in a little while, we are totally agreeing. We on this. Are, look
0: at this. Now I will say, man, while we're smoking this here in the winter, all I keep thinking is, gosh, the summertime. And I might argue in like the afternoon. Oh, this would be wonderful. I would eat this up. Oh, totally agree. Totally agree. Man. Which is funny, because I know you referenced this in a previous episode. Sometimes you just get that cigar that, not that we've been to Havana or anything, but you just, while you're smoking it, you're like, this just makes sense. Like, this is like, I want to wear white linen. (laughs) Uh, I want to be in the shade while the sun's beating down. And this is one of those where you're just like, this fits all too well. Uh Uh-huh. 100%. 1,000%. Now, it's time for our favorite segment of the show. Let's go. (laughs) And that is Ben Recommends. Uh, This is where you guys as listeners answer our three questions. The first is, how do you take your coffee or tea? The second is, what is your go-to alcoholic drink? So beer, liquor, or wine. Uh, And the third, what is your go-to dessert? From those answers, um, I'm going to piece together kind of a flavor preference, where I think, hey, I think this person really enjoys these kind of flavors. And then I throw it over to Ben, and Ben is going to try to come up with a cigar recommendation for you. But wait, Ben. But wait. There's more. (laughs) Not only is Ben going to recommend a cigar for you, but you're going to get a free cigar if you're the listener we pick. Let's go. Either the cigar that Ben recommended or one of equal uh, flavor profile and value. And here's the beauty. Not only do you, the listener who wins, get advantage of this, but also everyone else, as we're naming these flavors, if you think, gosh, that really does sound like something I'd be into, here's a free recommendation. Yeah. And at least then, back to why we did this in the first place, we're all about helping you make the most out of your money. We'd hate for you to go into your local brick and mortar and spend money on something that you're not going to like. And so we're kind of giving you a chance to go, hey, if you like these flavors, you might be into this. Here's a better chance for you to spend your money well and enjoy the smoke you get. Totally agree. We try to pick cigars that, one, are delicious,
1: but two, hit way above uh, their financial weight.
0: Yes, sir. All right. So, Ben. So, Ben. We got an email from Joshua Warwick. Joshua Warwick. Uh, He's over there in Idaho. And and what I love about this, you know, normally you're the one that reads the emails. Uh, I happen to jump in on this. And Joshua, you caught my attention with this phrase. <laughs> Josh says, you guys can't be too bad as long as you aren't Alabama fans. <laughs> Come on, Josh. Lord knows I'm not an Alabama fan. We just had to put up with them make that whole run on us for the national championship. And so. he's still
1: licking his wounds a little bit. It's okay. I, this
0: this was 100% me being pissy. When I read this, I was like, let's go, Joshua. I'm going to pick this one. Poor Ben was like, what about him? I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. No, no. Josh is our guy. Yeah, he's he's our man. <laughs> All right, Ben. So Josh says that he likes cappuccino. He likes a really peaty scotch. Uh, and so the one he names is the king, uh, and I'm going to mispronounce this. Ben, help me out, please. LaFrog. There you go, that one. Uh, and then his dessert is a blueberry pie. So I had to do a little bit of research. Looked up on Freud, and apparently it is really potent. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times when, when people talk about peaty, they don't differentiate between uh, burnt peat versus like a mossy, uh, more. and this is one where it's like rich, mossy peat. Yeah. Uh, and apparently it's just really aromatic in terms of a scotch, both in punch and just smell. Uh, cappuccino, we're talking about uh, sweet. We're talking about something that, that doesn't lean heavy into the coffee flavors, and then with that blueberry pie, we're going real sugary there. Now, Ben, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. This is throwing me a little bit. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> is two weeks in a row of us <laughs> it getting thrown. Is. Uh, this is the kids 22 of picking really weird flavor combinations. <laughs> I would wait. love if someone was like black coffee, uh, bourbon, bourbon, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. Yes. Let's go, that guy. All right. So, the cappuccino to scotch, I get. I do, too. Because you could say, okay, here's somebody who um, wants some aggressive flavors that pair with something sweet.
1: And I get cappuccino to blueberry pie. Yes.
0: Because then you're going more, uh, not even decadence, you're going more just sweet. Sweet. Is somebody who wants something that goes with coffee. Yes. Oh, it doesn't make sense. and yes. this, this feels like a broken record because we said the same thing last week. <laughs> Josh, you got me with the Alabama comment because now I'm pinning us down here. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay. No, I got this. I got this. So, here's something I'm noticing, Ben. Oh, okay. Please help me. It's that Josh didn't just go with the scotch. He went with a really aromatic scotch. And also, when you talk about blueberry pie, it is sweet. But beyond that, blueberry is really distinct. And so this is somebody uh, that doesn't mind a cigar that's doing some different stuff. And I'm not not—I'm not saying the same thing as I did last week. Last week I said uh, more distinct and dramatic. I'm saying I think Josh likes a cigar that's doing a variety of things. Okay. Okay. And that can be kind of some multiple flavors coming in. That can mean it's a little more, uh, you know, either peppery or aggressive in nicotine content. But I just think this is this is a guy who's like, I want a variety of stuff. I don't want just a one-trick pony. And that's where I think the cappuccino comes in, mm-hmm. is I think, again, it's not just black coffee, one note. I think Josh is a guy that wants a... a bold cigar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but not a not honestly Josh might not go for the stuff I go for I want bold that's really one note predominant I think Josh wants bold with multiple notes going on oh okay that that was helpful that and so helpful. and so if I'm asking you Ben hey my buddy Josh who also hates Alabama <laughs> uh, would like a suggestion for a cigar that is a, a big cigar that has multiple notes going on what are you gonna recommend for him Okay, okay. I got this
1: one, I think. Josh, last week we did the Treat Yourself episode where we felt like Hollywood movie stars. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. This week we're going to give away a Hollywood-themed cigar. Uh Uh-oh. So uh, if you're familiar with this cigar, this is the Camacho B.G. Meyer cigar and uh, not too long ago, Davidoff, through Camacho, uh, released a kind of a Hollywood-themed cigar with the people from Entourage. Oh, Entourage! Entourage! <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen an episode of that show, but I've seen The Office where he goes, Entourage! <laughs> and I've, I've smoked this cigar, so the Entourage pull does not get me. But this cigar is fantastic, and it pulls from, like, cedar and oak to a little bit of vanilla to a little bit of coffee and earth it does a lot so that that comment was really really helpful for me uh and josh i really hope you enjoyed the cigar as much as i do and josh we hope you like um kind of bigger gauge cigars because the one i've got is a 6x60 and it is muy perfecto
0: josh so let this set in what ben is about to send you is uh, has been touched by Davinoff, has been touched by Camacho, has a tie-in to Hollywood, and is in a giant gauge. This <laughs> and is free. I'm just saying, you're welcome, Josh. <laughs> you are welcome. That is, that's a great smoke. Also, Josh, when you get this in, uh, take a photo with it because it's got this, I don't know if you want to call it a poem. I think it does. Or, yeah. or a short write that's wrapped around there as part of the uh, branding. It's really cool. It is really cool. So, yeah, Josh, when you get this in, first off, make sure to say thank you to Ben, because this is a <laughs> big gift. Uh, but take a photo of it, tag us in there, uh, Instagram, or send it back to us via email. We'd love to see you enjoying this Absolutely. thing. If you are listening and you're thinking, gosh, I want to be like Josh, uh, hit us up on our email or Instagram. Our email is bluecollarcigarspod mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Same thing on Instagram, bluecollarcigarspod. You're answering our three questions. How do you take your coffee or tea? What is your go-to alcoholic drink? So beer, liquor, cocktails, wine, and then what's your favorite dessert? If we pick yours, I'm going to throw it over to Ben. He'll make a recommendation, and you can be right
1: as rain. And listen, guys, we, again, want to thank you so much for all the love and all the, the little emails. Even And here's the shocking part, Andy. We get emails saying, uh, that's given us a little bit of love, but not submitting their three questions, which I think is really funny because huh. some of the ones we would have picked had they said, yes. Hey, by the way, I like this and I like this and I like this. Uh, but Hey, but e- even the people that are just liking our Instagram photos or sending us a-, a quick email saying, Hey, I'm in the garage right now, smoking and
0: laughing at you guys. That means a ton. It really does. And I think this is indicative of just the cigar community at large. We take joy seeing you enjoy a cigar. Yep. Even, even if it's not a free one that we've sent, like Ben said, if you're listening to this episode and you're just enjoying some good smoke and good friends, shoot a picture and, and tag us in there because that genuinely brings us joy. Mm-hmm. We like seeing that. Brothers and sisters of the leaf out there, we, we salute you. Amen. So, Andy, we're wrapping this cigar up.
1: Tell me tell me where it's landing. Dude.
0: Okay, so this thing got really like velvety mm-hmm. and rich and heavy. Even I would argue the smoke output now is just getting like already it was a good smoke output. Now it's just getting like thick. Yeah. Like when I'm when I'm blowing out on this, I almost need feel like I need to take some curtains and spread apart so I can see you. It's almost like pudding. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It re- and I I love it. Yeah. Like I think at first, when, when this last kind of third hit in, I wasn't sure. I was almost expecting a reprieve, and now I'm really glad I didn't. Mm-hmm. I might have been a little disappointed if it had let up, but it's like you've got already a very oily stick that all those oils have retreated back, like you mentioned in our earlier Cigar 101, and I'm just getting the full bang right now.
1: And a little bit of a little bit of uh, chocolate has entered. A little, yeah. a little bit of that, that sweetness is still
0: there, along with all that heaviness, which I think balances out perfectly. Oh, 100%. Now Ben, I'm going to ask you uh, as we wrap up here, what time of day are you having this? For me, this is this is well,
1: I wouldn't say this is the closer of cigars. I'm I'm having this in the evening. Really? Yeah, and, and I know you're not. This is going to be the difference between you and I. Yeah. Uh,
0: I I'm cool with having this or I'm also cool with having this in the late afternoon. So that's what I was going to say. To me that's that's where this hits uh, late afternoon, especially in the summer, early fall. Uh, if you've been out doing stuff all day, you're sitting on your back porch. The sun's going down. You got a little music going, and you're just kicking back. I might have this
1: if I am halfway through smoking a pork butt. Ooh, yep. And uh, and I'm sitting outside, and I'm still. It's still the uh, late, early afternoon. And I'm still drinking coffee.
0: There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Great segue in Ben. Look at this becoming professionals. Uh, let's give a shout out to our sponsors oh, here. Oh, let's give a shout Speaking out. Speaking of, sm- of smoking pork butt, which is the true barbecue. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Cotton Gin Smokers.
1: What's up, you guys? Hey, yeah. S- shout out to you guys. I have recently uh, been s- well, not recently. I've been smoking a lot lately, and uh, both in cigar and in meats. And uh, <laughs> the great part about this is you literally set it and forget it. You put in your, your basket of charcoals, you light it, you get your air right, and then you're done. You move on. And it stays that temperature. So I recently did a sausage and cheese plate, which is a super Memphis thing. Yes. It, it Hey, for those are our international listeners, look up sausage and cheese plate. It'll 100%. Ch- it'll change your life. <laughs> it is not what you, uh, you Europeans do. So... Uh, <laughs> Hey, uh, so that's what I've done.
0: Uh, Another shout-out, Andy. Another shout-out is to uh, the band Philia. If you like our intro music at the beginning, check them out on Instagram at Philia Music. Also, their website, philiamusic.com. Really cool dudes. Uh, If nothing else, go on their social media and look at some of the videos they posted. Uh, Even in our current uh, quarantine COVID uh, environment that we're in, they've been finding ways to get really cool vibe music out to people. And just help lift people's spirits. They recognize that there's a hard time for some people. And so having some tunes that just help put you in a better state of mind is better for all of us. And great tunes to smoke too. Yes, yeah, sir. Great tunes to smoke too. Yeah. All right, you guys. We made it through another one. Uh, if there's something you would love to see us review, please hit us up. Instagram, email. Uh, we would love to help you out. If there's something you've been wanting to try and you'd love for us to review it before you buy it, throw the suggestion out there. If we can, we'd love to do that absolutely and hey if you want to join us next week with our episode we are going to be reviewing what ben we're going to be reviewing uh andy's favorite rocky
1: patel sun-grown maduro Delicious stick, and I have some strong opinions about it that I think Andy will appreciate. What's well, a strong cigar? So, you bring those. <laughs> so
0: go ahead, uh, pick you up one, and join us next week. You can smoke along with us, and you might find different points where, like these guys are idiots. Let us know. We're good yeah. cool with that. We probably are. All right. Have a good night.